ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you very much, Producer Mystery. Thank you. Lady lumps. Hey, everyone. <laughs> How y'all doing? That was a nice little jig you were doing over there, Thank Max. Thank you. Thank you. What I do you think of the shirt? I, you know what? I saw it earlier. I really appreciate it. You got like an Islander vibe, yeah. except it's not uh, It's not a button-down. It's just a t-shirt. I'm getting like a Cheech and Chong vibe yeah. over here. It's oh. like the first shirt I bought myself in like five years. Usually people gift me shirts and stuff. It's a pretty fly shirt. I'll give you that. I just bought it on a whim because I, like, I, need, I need more clothes. So, yes. Uh, anyway, so it's uh, Wentrask at BetterThemostThings.com uh, slash email. Please send all the clothes there because <laughs> I need clothes. Anyway. So I want to talk about this uh, just straight off the bat. So this happened pretty recently. It happened in March, I think, a day ago, two days ago. I'm bad with my dates. This it happened pretty recently. So NASA uh, released uh, the very first audio clips recorded on Mars. No way. Way has someone auto-tuned them yet? Well, oh shit! I like your style. <laughs> I wish. Um, I think they're that span- brand spanking new I that no one's done that yet. I can't imagine there's a lot to auto-tune there. Oh, you'll be surprised. Really? No, you won't. Okay. Exactly. So, but there are three uh, sounds I'm going to play for you guys via a SoundCloud thing. So from NASA, NASA SoundCloud. And Their raps are sick, too. Um, sound from Mars picked up by the new rover? Yeah, the very first audio clips from Mars, too, which is fun. Ooh. I'm going to skip ahead, but this is um, kind of crazy how this is the very first uh, audio recordings on Mars because there's been uh, this is the third thing on Mars that has a microphone. Interesting. But this is the first time we've actually... Huh. Record it. So um, what happened was basically, um, blah blah blah. The the Mars Polar Lander and the Phoenix Lander were the previous ones, but the former that mission just failed. And the other one, they says they never bothered turning its mic on the mic is what it says in the article. So that makes no effing sense to me. Wait, it's our own show. It makes no <laughs> fucking sense to me. <laughs> that microphone was probably like three billion dollars too. And For even, sure, didn't like that didn't turn on. Exactly. I have a feeling it was one of these special ones. I'll tell you about. So anyway, let's just go right into the first sound here. So this is the first audio clip from Mars. Oh, just as soon as I clicked on it, start. Here it is. This is wind. Mars wind. That's kind of cool. That's so creepy sounding. It's just. That's fun. And then you hear like a woman scream at the end. No, yeah. no. <laughs> we like, will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, that was uh, the muffled sound of wind blowing on Mars. And then, okay, so this is on March 2nd. So this is how, how recently it was. So March 2nd, uh, you hear this noise. This is um, a laser that they're firing at a rock 10 feet away. This is a laser on Mars. Right here. <laughs> that's a laser shooting a rock 10 feet away why are they doing that you ask yes why are they doing <laughs> that's cool that? man why not <laughs> space lasers because they wanted to see if they could tag the environment like yeah, jeff was here they're doing graffiti and stuff yeah the, they say um you know whatever they say they say uh, the differences in the sound they produce can give scientists an insight into the structure and composition of those rocks oh that makes sense Love which it. is kind of funny on this soundcloud video there is what like did, higher peaks than normal i'm like oh that peak probably meant potassium that, or whatever like, yeah, <laughs> like, i see like so i don't know it reminds me of like a, a blind man with the clicks and oh like echolocating clicking. yeah exactly across the street. i've seen those guys they have, like, like clickers that, and stuff <laughs> And then um, let's see this last one here. Doo, doo, ba, doo. 
Oh, this has got a cool too. So Perseverance, the, the thing we're talking about, it has two mics, and so that was the first one we heard. The second one is called it's called the Entry, Descent, and Landing microphone, or the EDL microphone. It's called that because it's only intended to record during entry, descending, and landing. And that's pretty much it. But um, so they actually, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of think that is kind of crazy. I'm sure there's a reason why you can. Just like everything, you just like, oh, through the vibrations, mm. you can tell the rocket failed or something. I was going to say maybe for mechanical failure or something like something. that. Something. They can yeah, hear the clinks exactly. and stuff. So, But anyway, they turned that on. And so here's – I'm not going to play all of it, but they recorded 16 minutes of sound <laughs> as it drove over, like, the gravel. So it's basically wheels on gravel on Mars. And these are, like, metal wheels too, I believe. Can you, can you hear that? There we go. Here's a, here's, a, here's a big port. I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit. Oh, this is like ASMR stuff where it's like a certain type of recording where you record the vibrations rather than the sound, like the vibration traveling through a solid object. Like it's like it's the difference between hearing something and then hearing it through your skull, like a, like a drill uh, in your tooth. I just see those chicks on Twitch like ASMR. <sighs> I can't handle. Look, that. even the sound waves come up really trippy when you play that stuff. It's just weird. Like this is like sound from another world we're picking up on this mic that we. So that's the rover moving. Yeah, over yeah, the soil, pretty much like making like tracks. Yeah, it's pretty quiet. Well, that microphone, like they said, it wasn't even intended to be used this way. They just kind of just turning everything on. Like, hey, we never recorded anything on Mars. <laughs> is the microphone there just in case we encounter life that's like, hey, what is this? <laughs> They're like, hey, yeah. oh, 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 uh, hello. That's yeah. what they say there. It They're probably like, has oh. a speaker on it, too, I'm guessing. Yeah, just in case. Probably. <laughs> Why not? Shit. Maybe like a dart, too. Like a doo <laughs> doo. A stun gun. Maybe yeah, a like laser. <laughs> that like. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But yeah, that's basically it, really. Like, um, because um, if you heard anything in the past about sounds from Mars, there was a rover that uh, listened to vibrations or Mars quakes, and then NASA boosted that frequency and released it as quote-unquote audio. So have you ever heard of like audio from Mars before this date? That's bullshit. That's just Mars quakes, bro. <laughs> so this is the first actual audio from microphones from Mars, and you've heard it here. Probably not first or second, but somewhere down the line you've heard it here, too. I love it. I think um, there will be a TV show or a movie or something that will use that audio in the background for some such reason, and, you know, become known as uh oh yeah you know just a fun fact about the movie that Factoid. you'll read on imdb later like a horror movie and then that they'll play that sound and then like you said like all of a sudden like screech in the distance or something predator exactly. noise. all right i have a question for both of you uh now i assume both of you have given your two weeks at a job before yes yes uh and then you have been expected or you expect your final paycheck after yes. that right uh, any problems there? You guys ever encounter any issues? Once I got process? a double final paycheck, but it wasn't. I never had wow, a problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is never going to work. And I went to the bank and they cashed both of them. So. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah, besides that. No, I've never had an issue. What about you, Max? Anything? No. No, right? Pretty good, yeah. Pretty standard. People are pretty civil most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. So a Georgia man who was expecting his final paycheck uh, from a former employee said the money instead arrived in the form of 500 pounds of oil-covered pennies dumped in his driveway in the middle of the night. Okay, well, first of all, there's more to this story. Skinny <laughs> <laughs> Pete I mean, did what it. did he fucking do? <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah. I actually heard some he of this. He totally story. deserved this. I'm <laughs> I've assuming. heard some of this. But I want to hear some of the details. So there's two sides of that coin. Uh, it's either he deserved it mm -hmm. 
or the guy who dropped off the pennies is an asshole. Sure. And the way the uh, employee, the ex-employee, tells the story, the boss is the asshole. Sure. Of and, course he would say that. Well, yeah, but so there's more credible evidence. Like the uh, the some news local news team interviewed um, other ex-employees, and they all said it was a toxic work environment. Mm-hmm. Guy was an asshole. One of the stories was um, from a woman that was pantsed by him. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was talking shit, apparently, and he was like, <laughs> oh, you God. think you have a bigger dick than me? And he pulled down her pants oh, geez. in front of everybody. That sounds Holy hilarious. Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's awful. Well, you hear a story like that, and you're like, this guy's still in business? Yeah, and, like, wow. she didn't sue him? Like, that's crazy. Dude. Yeah. He's, like, one of the reasons why you have to have fucking annual sexual harassment classes. Yes. That are like, it is bad to touch a woman's breast in the worst place. Like, <laughs> what? Who the fuck would do this? And what? apparently there's people told like, who said this? <laughs> yeah. You mean we can't have a I bra snapping competition? So how many pounds was it again? 500 oily See, that's the 500 thing. pounds of oily Oily. <laughs> why oily? Because it's a pain in the ass. I mean, that's, that's why. why. <laughs> like, like, you mother But what in his brain fucker. got him there is the thing. Like, oh, and oil. How do you get the pennies as the guy who gave it to the other guy? That's, that's my question, yeah, too. How is how, Who comes up with 500 pennies? Yeah. Like, that's, I, that's a feat unto itself. Like, how much is that worth? And Yeah, the whole thing. It's just like, it's more like, it takes more effort to do that. So he must have been so pissed off. Yeah. And so uh, the pennies are currently being stored in his garage until he finds a way to clean them and cash them in, which is ultimately going to cost him more money than probably the $915 he was expecting. So it's $915 worth of pennies. <laughs> worth of pennies. Jesus. At a clean rate of takes about 10 days probably to clean one penny of all that lube Whoa. or whatever it was like what oil what is it on there first of all can you like pay an empo- employee in cash like that so that's my next question yeah that that was my it next doesn't question have to is, be a payroll tied to it if there's not already a law on the books this will this will absolutely set a precedent for sure because what's stopping me from paying you in rupees eventually yeah. like it's yeah. a legal you know, tender right yeah for sure <laughs> wow yeah because i've never received a paycheck in cash unless you're under the table which you know is a whole nother thing yeah uh-huh. yeah exactly it's crazy no i it, so yeah ultimately it's about you know yana yana uh i cite the case of guy versus walker where the reasonable expectation of said paycheck prohibits the use of exclusively using pennies <laughs> but instead uh, uses the uh, silver variety, such as your nickel or your dime. <laughs> or just a check. Damn. <laughs> the paper cut. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, clearly this guy's an asshole. Wouldn't a stripper wow. have, like, a cash thing, business, that you were saying? Get paid cash? Um, I would imagine. Maybe, yeah, they there do. Yeah. I mean, do they work solely for tips? There's no sort of, like, minimum wage something? I'm sure they have some up? sort of pay. Cocaine and drinks. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough to survive on. That's the porn star diet. That's what man. you sign it up for. <laughs> you, you read the job qualifications <laughs> when you walk through the door. I have a story from scientists again. <gasps> I love those these people. Goddamn guys don't quit. Um, these guys are out of Washington and they produced a, a prototype smart speaker kind of like an Alexa-like thing or something like that. But it can monitor a person's heart without the need for them to physically touch it. Meaning it sits in the room and monitors my heartbeat? Yes. Fascinating. So it's I like love an EKG. It. Sort of. Okay. I mean, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying, I think it's sort of. But as someone who uh, celebrates a hedonistic lifestyle, I look forward to this device in my future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, this could be a promising way to detect early signs of cardiac conditions. And it says this device so far has been performing uh, nearly as well as standard monitors and early testing. So it's all, again, I always tell you early technology that's probably like 20 years away from being in your household. But I mean, honestly, when it is, that's all our show is. I was. I was Thinking about this earlier, I was listening to some other show that was talking about peer-reviewed research, mm-hmm. and I'm like, God, we never bring up that shit. We Screw always that. bring up like <laughs> the beginning of it, and then the peer review wrecks it later. Screw that. Yeah, yeah, no, we want the idea out there. Might uh-huh. just inspire someone else to fix some of the problems later on down the line. So, um, yeah, so this thing, um, instead of uh, monitoring a heart rate, it's a, uh, it's designed to track a user's heart rhythm. So okay. yeah, so heart rate is simply an average of heartbeats over a certain period of time. The heart rhythm refers to the sequence of individual beats, which may vary as part of a regular pattern. Oh, fascinating. I've read that multiple times. It still took me a while. Like, okay, I think I got to get it. So it's, it's more just going to like detect your heart just beating in a weird way all of a sudden, I think, instead of just like, oh, it did four or 50 this time or something. It's going to sense when the rhythm's off. Well, that makes sense because if it's picking up sound in the room, it's going to be picking up your heartbeat. And every beat would need to be uh, tracked in order to get to the, uh, what was it, the uh, your heart rate, which is yeah, heart rate versus beats heart rhythm, per minute. Yeah. It's average of heartbeats over a certain period of time, yeah. Yeah, so whatever, given yeah. that, it could absolutely track that, but in addition to track the individual arrhythmias you might have. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. Just all the, like, boom-booms and, uh, yeah, heart rhythm stuff that can cause strokes, and which is bad. And uh, so this could be a way, like a low-cost test where someone could just show up and, like, Get in front of the speaker. So right now it's not like tracking you, but that's what they want it to be. Right now you just kind of show up and go boom, and it'll tr- it'll just listen to you. You have to be kind of close, like two feet. <laughs> but again, this is just the beginning. That's still very cool because it's non invasive. Yeah, that's, uh, basically I keep thinking about the future because he, he compares it to Alexa because Alexa um, it uses multiple <laughs> microphones to figure out where you are in the room, and so this thing does the same thing. It has like two microphones <sighs> tracking you, kind of not tracking you, but just when it, when it hears something, it, it knows where you are. He keeps liking it to Alexa because it's going to send my heartbeat to the CIA. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Now we know. Uh-huh. Now we'll sell him what based off of that. Like <laughs> yeah. he beats at this much. He's he strong enough. His heart's strong enough for Viagra. Let's we'll do show it. him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe he needs Viagra. We can tell. <laughs> Hurry. And um, yeah, um, the algorithm they used uh, for this machine is because it's not. Um, Here's what they said. They said it's um, this algorithm learns on the fly. In this case, by monitoring the different signals coming in the in from multiple microphones built into the prototype. So I guess that's instead of like normal machine learning because it's like a machine learning thing. But normally, it learns a different way. So they're all like getting off that it learns in this particular way. Or it's kind of like monitors at the same time, kind of creates like a rhythm that it should be, and then like looks for the irregularities in it. If that makes some sort of sense, type of deal. It does. Yeah, okay. all that machine learning is like. I it's will above monitor. my head, yeah, but it's like something different. Well, it all boils down to I will monitor this thing for a while, and then once I start seeing patterns in it, I will adjust myself to those patterns. <laughs> exactly. Like that's all machine learning is. And yeah. They apply it to stupid machine learning. I can do that. <laughs> and everything. Stupid. And yeah, so the speaker sends inaudible sounds out into the room, and the machine learning algorithm analyzes the sounds that are bounced back to the speaker from a person sitting one to two feet away. So right now it's still yeah kind of t- tiny, but uh yeah, like I said, um, the 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 standard ways are still slightly better, but this one like is like milliseconds away from being just as good. That's how close it is. So again, if this trend continues, that'd be kind of cool. Like basically, you could have like a you know, listen to music through some speaker, and the whole time it's like also <laughs> monitoring you or Wait, something. I don't know. They're saying it's gonna spit out music too. 
Well, it's a speaker. Why not? Because I imagine that's going to interfere with its primary function. I never thought about that. That's how it sends the sounds out, right? To monitor your heartbeat. I thought you could listen. Because the whole time I was watching this, I was like, dude, you could also listen to music on it. Oh, I guess that'd be stupid. <laughs> because you're saying, because, yeah, it, it's sending out the sounds through the speaker. You're saying that. Yeah. I think you're wrong. I think the machine, I think the machine is so smart. It will detect Plus, both. some music elevates your heart rate, too, I mean, so hey, that'd be bad for it. Let's go back to the Alexa Ooh. example. If the music's on, you go, hey, Alexa. He goes, what? What was that? It it, it knows. Or is it true that? Right? It doesn't true go like, that. oh, music's too loud. Can't hear you. Right? That right. is true. I don't own one. Okay. I mean, okay. detecting heartbeats might be a different thing. <laughs> Quiet, you. Quiet. I mean, your laptop in front of you is smart enough to do that as well. Like, if you're in a video conference call. And it's spitting out the the sound through the speakers, and then you speak at the computer. It knows mm. you're talking versus what's coming out of the speakers. So there is a the precedent. future baby. Yeah, yeah. You okay. get. Have I told this story on the air? The my my heart story. I don't know. I was the, that's actually why I actually saw this story, and I, I said it. By the way, <laughs> uh, no, I, didn't, I, I didn't mention it either. But um, so that is re- definitely why I mentioned the story because I thought it'd be kind of cool. You need to get one of these devices. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to regale the audience now. Regale. I spent uh, four days in the hospital uh, for a heart condition that could have killed me at any minute, essentially. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. A little background. Um, How many years ago was that? This was uh, oof, four or five four, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I I went to the cardiologist. I got like a whole workup done, you know. Just no insurance. Fuck it. Why not just mm-hmm. yep. do everything? Um, so I got a whole workup done. I got. I went to the cardiologist, and they hooked up a device to me that I wore for 24 hours that would monitor my heart rate. And, um, you know, wore it for 24 hours, turned it in the next day, uh, go back to work. My cardiologist calls me the following morning. So it was a Friday morning. He calls me, and he's like, hey, hey, you need to get to my office right now. And I'm like, oh, Scary. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. And so I, I go to his office and he's like, okay, you need to go to the emergency room right now. Go to this place, give them this note, tell them what give I Give them a, this they, note. Yeah, for sure. Like, Talk you know, to Ollie. Practically <laughs> yeah. pin it to my shirt and give me yeah. a 20, like, slip it to Judy. She'll know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> She'll give you a package. You can bring it back to me. <laughs> exactly. Um, the so password I, is Moonfish. <laughs> <laughs> so I went there, went to the hospital. Uh, gave him the note, and they were like, oh, my God, sit down in this wheelchair. And they took me straight back, oh put me in a bed, hooked me up to monitors. And the whole time, I'm just like, huh, well, this is yeah, this is interesting. <laughs> Fucking, what's so going you on? don't know anything. No, time. I don't know anything. That is crazy. And so uh, eventually, you know, they get me situated in a, like, a critical care situation where a doctor comes in and explains what's happening to me. And he's like, Okay, so there was a lot of irregular activity on your chart here. Uh, you know, you, you you had tons of irregular activity. Like, your heart is a Congo drum. And technically, you died last night. So here's what we're going to do. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. So... Did they say that, or was that, that being facetious? No, I, don't even I, know I, at this point. I made up the Congo drunk bit, but... At no, the, the end, dead part. Oh, the, yeah, for sure. I, I died for like no four way. seconds. I don't remember that part. Yeah. I yeah. died for four seconds. I died for four <laughs> seconds. While I was asleep, my heart stopped beating for four seconds. Uh, Which is serious. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I'd say so. That's no laughing matter. <laughs> and um, 
So my choices at that time. Like, <laughs> I'm still loud. I've never heard that. So Friday morning, wake up, go to work normally, get a call. I'm in the emergency room by 10 o'clock. And then I'm there all day. And come 5 o'clock or so, my choices are you can have a pacemaker put in. And we can have that in in you by tomorrow. Yeah, that's shit installed. Or, you know, you can sit here and wait it out and we'll monitor you and see how things go. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm just monitor me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. feeling great. Like, yeah, they want to hook you up. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, they monitored me for several days. And then eventually I get a call from the cardiologist and he's, He's like, oh, well, uh, so, um, I, uh, so, so when I, when I gave you the, the test, that the device that you wore, uh, I, I forgot to take it out of training mode. Oh my God. So what happens uh. is they put this thing in training mode and training mode is just an automated sequence of different heart functions and it throws everything in oh the kitchen God. sink at this test so yeah i did die i did have arrhythmia i had a heart attack yeah, two I hearts. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> ran 50 miles in a day exactly yeah. oh my god so cardiologist was like holy fuck this kid is screwed yeah <laughs> he has everything we test for <laughs> <laughs> exactly. oh my god yeah wow so that's my that's my heart story and we were all shitting ourselves by the way yeah. i remember host max is the one that told me about it and we were just like day to day we're just like what the fuck? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> That's so funny. We we're so relieved to hear that. I know, because he put me in charge of mummifying him if he dies. So yeah, I was like, exactly. fuck. I gotta, I was, I, that was a big job. I had a lot of instructions with that yeah, one. Yeah, dude. I was tripping on that. Like, man, I don't want to remove his organs from his... Come on. So I ended up getting a call from the CEO of the hospital. Oh. She called me out of the blue one day and was like, hey, how you doing? Hey. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing fine. And he's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it just you know, basically, I'm filling you out. Are you going to sue us? <laughs> sort of thing. Gotcha. And I, I, you know, I'm not a litigious person. Like, honestly, everybody in the hospital, my cardiologist, everybody had my best interest at heart. So, yeah. you know, fuck it. Like, I got to I gotta stay in a hospital. Whatever. Like, it's I would have been gotcha. like, uh, uh, yeah, 500 Band-Aids. We got all that shit even. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you doing? I told them, I, as long as I don't see a bill. Weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, "Have you?" And I'm like, "No, yeah. but I don't want to see one." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Okay, vacation, all <laughs> I ever wanted." All right. Well, I got a story here that's a fun one. It's uh, actually Mr. E sent me this guy. Ooh. It's about isolation experiments. Mm-hmm. I was hoping this one would be brought up. I didn't Did... click any of those links. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were quite fun. Mr. E was on top of it. This I don't. Week. Well, I. You know, it's funny. They all sounded great too. And then I always do the work, and then I remember the links. Right now, when we have these conversations, like, uh-huh. yeah, there was things just sitting there. Well, there's probably a bunch built up. There you go. Um, so this this isolation experiment comes on the heels of, uh, you know, like Biosphere Project 2. Are you familiar with these? I've seen Biodome. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Much like Biodome. Polly Shore movie. Stanford Prison Experiment. And I swear we have reported on two separate uh, Mars isolation missions that, that are happening familiar. right now. I think so. Yeah, they stayed like hundreds of days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To simulate the trip to Mars, to yeah. simulate living on Mars. See how long it takes for someone just to smash someone in the head. <laughs> That's all I ever think, too, is either these people are going to fuck each other or they're going to kill each other. Why? <laughs> either way, something's going to happen here. Um, so on March 14th, a team of 15 volunteers, eight men and seven women, were sealed 
into a cave in Argues, France. Argues, France. I've been there. Uh, My favorite place. The volunteers, age 27 to 50, are made up of everyone from primary school teachers to biologists. All are fitted with sensors, which can be monitored by scientists outside the cave as they adapt to the mole life. The mole life. So, yeah, they will be sealed inside a cave with no light. So the real... How's it sealed? How's the front cave sealed? I imagine a big boulder, like in a cartoon. Okay, that's what I was thinking, too. They roll it in. Yeah, they just roll a big boulder in. For sure. Like a tarp, I hope. Jesus Christ. Um, Just a duct tape tarp. I have to imagine they're pumping in fresh air and everything. Because how do you get... That's what I was wondering, too. I'm like, so sealed. I'm like, "Mm." Unless they're, like, doing biodome stuff, trying to, like... No, because that was all about being self-sustainable and in the environment. They're just trying to see how long people can be isolated, so they're putting them in a cave. Well, this study really tries to focus on the loss of time that one experiences, because in the cave, they won't have any access to daylight, uh, and there won't any be any other uh, lights or ways to tell time clocks. in the cave. The only other light in the cave is like bicycle generated, so they have to work for their lights. Oh, gotcha. Oh, wow. Yeah. So their eyes are going to be like super adjusted to the dark. For sure. I, they're going to come out weird. Yeah, what's, what's <laughs> How long are they going to be in there? More locks. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like the... Uh, From uh, the time machine. Time machine. Yeah. yeah that's the oh, one. yeah. More locks. You know. More locks. How long are they supposed to be down there for? Uh, 40 days. Oh, my God. Someone's going to go insane. Someone is going to go insane. Well, do they have cell phones and stuff? I guess they can't. No. No contact with the outside world. So they can't have a cell phone. Someone will no. go insane. Do they have... What do they have? I guess... Uh, Do they say the conditions? A bike light. They have a bike light, yeah. I would assume they have provisions. They have have toilet paper, meat. I imagine they have toilet paper. (laughs) Um, I don't know about meat, but I imagine they're well stocked. Like, you can't just, you wouldn't just drop these people down there with the intent to study time and the loss of it. I want to see that. Just drop them in there (laughs) and see what happens. I think, isn't that, yeah. (laughs) Um,. So they dropped them in there with just some stuff, and they're like, let's just see. Yeah, pretty much when they go crazy. When they go crazy. I think so. It's going to be a super disorienting experience for them. Uh, akin to essentially mind control. Like, all the shit they, they put you through in mind control. And when Are they, they going to be probing and like... Stuff like I'm the new leader and stuff in there. Or like, why was it? What are they mind controlling them? Sirens are going <laughs> to yeah, go off like, every 24 hours. It is 20, 200 years in the future. Don't let the light go out, or they'll come out. Sunlight is bad. <laughs> Never see it again. Well, I mean, mind control techniques involve breaking someone's spirit and consciousness, and one of the ways is to deprive them of human contact, deprive them of. Familiar things, and so I've all been tortured before. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I remember you went to Myanmar that one yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Fucking, I still regret paying to get you back. Five hundred band aids, dude. It goes a long way. <laughs> um, Everyone, that's an international currency. Someone in someone anywhere else is like, oh, a band aid. Yeah, cool. I'll take that. <laughs> I just hope we remember this on April twenty second because that's when they get out. So look forward Jeez. to another report. And they were never heard of again. They open up the the cave and they're just all gone like Roanoke. Yeah, exactly. They're all going to be mutated. <laughs> kill, no, kill me. Please, please, please kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a cell phone and kill me. I need light. 
<laughs> we need light, sustenance, a book. All right, I got to set the record straight here. I got quite a few comments regarding our game oh. last episode. Oh, here we all go. All sorts of all sorts of emails came in. <laughs> hotly debate. It's a hotly debated thing. I have an idea already for what we're gonna. We'll have to have a some type of other a number two debate about that about Oprah versus a T Rex. I'm not saying right now, but we'll hype yeah. it up. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, number two. I want to. I want a rematch. <laughs> okay, is what I want because I think I won the first one, and I'm going to prove it on the second one. Is all I got to say. I want you in the Thunderdome, Mystery. I want you. I got I... you for three minutes. <laughs> got many minutes of playtime. I stand by my decision to award Mister E the winner of the last game, representing the T Rex in the question of. Uh, who would make a better friend, Oprah or a T-Rex? I, just to be fair, I stand by the judge decision. That's what the whole thing is. But I will fight tooth and nail, and I definitely believe I totally won that one, and we all know it. And the judges are, he was, it's, he was a, he wants a T-Rex. He doesn't want to be friends with Oprah. So I, I could have been like, I could have said golden lines, you could have been like, blah, 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 blah. And he would have picked yours. So we must... So we need to find things that he's not passionate about. There is a fair amount of bias on my point. Uh, I will I will admit to that. He, as soon as we said that, he's like, I want a T-Rex best friend. And he thought of, <laughs> he didn't hear anything I said. Um, so yeah, now it's time for our next game where Mystery the Winner hey. gets to uh, judge and come up with a question. Here we go, boys. For our game, what's better than most? I mean, the judging is like art, man, so it's all subjective. Please don't let it be another STD one. <laughs> Topic is Jamba Juice versus Starbucks. Oh, okay. This is fairly grounded. And you'll hear how I spin it after this. Who would win in a fight? <laughs> this is always my first thought. <laughs> and we're back. So before we went to the break, we chose the topic for our What's Better Than Most segment. And the topic was Jamba Juice versus Starbucks. So, Max, I am going to give you Starbucks. Ooh. Okay. And Sean will get Jamba Juice. Okay. So Sean just dodged a bullet. Sean will go first. I fucking did. I don't like it. Yeah. Sean will go first. Starbucks. So let me paint a picture for you. Okay. The year's 2021. Aliens finally landed. You have one chance to make peace with them, and it's by giving them some of the, your tastiest beverages. Why would yours be better? I'm going first. You're going first. Your one minute starts now. Okay, first of all, uh, peace is based on calm, productive conversation, right? The last thing we want to do is introduce a stimulant to these aliens that their systems may not handle. Instead, let's give them a sampling of all of the fruits and vegetables, the tastiest fruits and vegetables from our planet that we have to offer as a, as a way, as an olive branch, because... Ultimately, we want, what we want to show them is us, not just this this narrow, hipster fucking corner of human society. You, we, want, we want to show them a broader sense. And I think many, many fruits and vegetables, rather than one bean, helps convey that message. Ten seconds. Uh, frankly, I, I think the people at Jamba Juice are probably you know better looking and suited to the task as well. Have you seen the employees at... Starbucks, it's Time's all undercuts. Up. Host Max, your one minute starts now. 
Okay, well, Starbucks is a place of culture, really, where you happen to go get your coffee. Uh, when you go to Jamba Juice, you're just there to get a healthy treat or whatever. But you go there, you go to Starbucks to hang out. And like, I want to, I want to say, if we're meeting aliens, we want to have this peace with them. They want to see what we're about. You're going to see what we're about more at Starbucks. There's like Swedish music playing. They have Italian drinks there. Venti, Venti people. That's different languages. They sell different like Spanish little foods. They have foods there. They have <laughs> turkey melts and crap. And they can even do the fruity beverages that Jamba Juice can't do. So there's more of an assortment of things. What if there's many aliens and they're little alien friends? They're like, oh, I'm sick of strawberry whirl or mango crap. It's all the same. Versus like the coffee thing is you could have a cold one, a hot one, and this little bit of food uh-huh. here. You can read a newspaper there. I'm, did Zamba Juice have newspaper? No, they're anti-newspaper probably. They're like, oh no, it's the seconds. paper. It's wasting. Like they, they can get, <laughs> an alien can hang out in Starbucks all day and like meet chicks and get, get, get computer stuff and, and power. There's power there too. Okay. <laughs> 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 I didn't even read my notes I wrote the whole time. I just... Oh, Sean, you have a 30 second rebuttal starting now. Okay, so uh, Starbucks is not necessarily a place of culture. It's a place of specific culture, right? It's 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 hipsters that don't want to use the internet at their home, so they go to Starbucks and hang out there all day with the homeless, hanging out. <laughs> so we're gonna show we're gonna show the we're gonna show these nice aliens that instead of Jamba Juice, which presents flavors from around the world. When was the last time you saw a pineapple growing in your neck of the woods, huh? Uh, next. Um, Aliens Time's are immediately. Up. No, God damn it! <laughs> I had a great point. It was going to be my ender. I know. You never, <laughs> you always do that. Host Max, your thirty seconds starts now. There's Starbucks all over the world, bro. There's like maybe two Jamba Juice in the world. I think that's not international at all. There's no fucking Jamba Juice in Japan, bro. So again, Starbucks all over the world because it's more widely. Look at the store numbers. There's more Starbucks per capita anywhere than a freaking Jamba Juice. And you hate hipsters so much, man. We're putting this guy in charge of alien negotiation who openly hates some pe- people. Starbucks accepts everybody. Jamba Juice hates on hipsters, evidently. So that's unfortunate. 2021. All right, 2021. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> First of all, I said you were giving them a beverage. I never said they were coming to the store, so I just oh, want to throw that out there. Okay, okay. That was your chance of making peace. But makes them peace, gives them tasty <laughs> beverages. I wrote on. I did write that. that was... <laughs> we okay. Um, so I do like, I do like that you had the cold or hot. I like how you have the choices there. And the star Starbucks accepts everybody for so for aliens. That was very fitting. Um, but Sean came at us with the fruits and vegetables. Um, the stimulant thing, it could go either way. I think, I think aliens would, would like some Starbucks coffee. Um, but this one I think has to go to Hoshan just because of the fruits and vegetables and not taking the chance with the coffee beans. And I think you got focused on like taking them to the storefronts. Yeah. (laughs) Which I, which I didn't mention. And I hate to. I hate to call you out on that. No, uh, I'll, yeah, because I, I guess it does say give them a tasty beverage, and I focused on, well, I, I said, I'll have to listen again, but okay, write your emails, everyone. I mean, I'm glad I lost, because I, I want to be here in the pits fighting every week. I don't want to be this lording above me and all these judgments. Screw this game. Boo this man. So but Good game. My, I my, thought the caffeine was a good idea, actually. I thought, well, as soon as you said it, I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of a, I thought that was a good one. My clincher was going to be paper straws. Like, the aliens are going to be pissed after 15 minutes at Starbucks with a paper straw. Oh, God, it's the worst. He just... Yeah, I guess I didn't say anything about the drinks. 
<laughs> you did. <laughs> you, the only thing you said I was got, called her hot. I got so focused, in, and then he so, mentioned he's like, Those hipsters there, and I'm like, "What is? Yeah, you, I was trying to make the location seem sexy for the aliens. Yeah, you definitely got caught got, up on I that. I gotta read the prop. I, and I, my first place is 2020 aliens land and make peace, give them tasty beverage. That's what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. And then I just went from there. I just wrote nothing about it. <laughs> okay, maybe I do suck at the baby. <laughs> All right, well, I'll take. I'll, Congratulations, host Sean. Thank you, thank you. Bye. I look forward to next week. <laughs> Write your emails. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got a story here about the moon. Ooh. Yay. Da da da. Uh, the University of Arizona researcher Jekin Thanga and a group of his students <laughs> proposed, <laughs> proposed a lunar Noah's Ark idea at the IEEE Aerospace Conference. Three? Tripped up on those E's, yeah. Three, four? (laughs) For sure. I had to count each one out. Uh, Their idea is a solar-powered moon arc that would cryogenically store frozen seed, spore, sperm, and egg samples from around 6.7 million uh, Earthling species. Mm Mm-hmm. On the moon. On the moon. Dun, dun, this is dun. how Jurassic Park started. <laughs> like, it's going to be fucking... It's like a DC comic. What are they going to do with them there? They all are... The there? <laughs> yeah, all the jizz up there. They okay. are essentially preparing for the end of the world. That's their end goal. How are they going to live in, in that environment is what I'm getting at. Oh, uh, well... What do they plan on? How are they going to raise them there? I mean... No, no. It's all just going to be samples. Just so saved? Later, yeah. Like, gotcha. if we wanted to revive the dodo, if we had a sample on the moon, we could go get it and revive I the dodo. I see. Oh, very interesting. The dodo. That's their end goal. Uh, <laughs> the team wants to use lava tubes that exist on the moon already to store the samples. This will ensure that they are protected from cosmic radiation, uh, temperature change, and, like... Uh, meteor bombardment mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing um you know cool right on use your natural environment instead of because obviously yeah lava tubes, those are cool like something. you said they protect against stuff that shit needs to stay alive exactly <laughs> all right folks <laughs> it would they project it would take about 250 rocket launches to ferry all of the samples to That's the moon a bit much i know That's a bit much <laughs> bit much there <laughs> I mean, Continue, but that's a bit much. <laughs> space spacex is launching uh, has launched a thousand satellites into space those mini ones yeah mini ones yeah. and they pack a rocket of like 50 to 60 of them so it's really not that many trips and they've done this over the course of several years so you know 250 like you're saying that's a that's a stretch. to the moon not just to the, the atmosphere or, you know, for satellites. To the, moon. to the moon. On a guided mission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my big takeaway is, uh, by the time we finish the project on the moon, there will already have been a casino on the moon, a 7-Eleven, and a town. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? A farm. Yeah, a farm on the moon. Cow farm. For sure. Futurama. Cow farm. Oh, uh, oh, Bugalo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like the idea of preserving the plant's essence, but by the time we do it with the technology stands, it's just the storage facility will be outdated. Yeah, and they already have that seed bank thing, too. Yeah, in Norway. Actually, I have some notes here on it. Yeah, the uh, Svaldbard Seed Bank in Norway, also known as the yeah. Doomsday Vault. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've talked about that, I feel. Exactly. Yeah. It currently holds hundreds of thousands of seed samples to ensure the continued biodiversity on Earth. Interesting. The, 
from catastrophe. I never heard of that. That's really neat. Yeah, I mean, uh, part of the practical use there is like uh, genetically engineering corn and how that seed spreads to other cornfields. And if it's a dominant species, it'll take over the breeding and all the corn will be tainted with that genetically engineered corn. Wow. So, you know, using something like the seed vault or this lunar sperm bank, we can revive a species that we have fucked up. Oh, thank gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but... Dude, fresh corn. Oh, my God. Good fresh corn. (laughs) You put salt on it? Uh, Yeah. You do like salt. Butter, pepper. That's probably the juiciest thing you eat. No mayo. No fucking mayo. (laughs) Fuck you. Mayo on it. Jesus. Really? Oh, that's a a totally like, uh, that's a Mexican thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just never got into that either. I just put, I put butter on it too. That's like, that's probably the most hydrating thing you eat. You love dry food. It's pretty pretty juicy. Pretty juicy. Pretty gosh darn juicy. I'll give you that. So I want to show you a cool little contraption I found. I'm going to tell you about this uh, here story. I thought it was really cool. So it's a Swiss scientist. Um, they have designed an access code keypad, which is completely transparent. So a keypad. Like if you want to like think about it like a locked door. Uh-huh. You put the code in like one, two, three, four. So, so it's one of those that's transparent. You can't see it at all. Would it be on a window or would it be on any surface? You can put it any way you want. Ooh, that's very cool. Oh, it is actually. Like, I really <laughs> like the way it looks. So that's why I want to. Sh- I have to show you this video just so you really get the idea. But, it, but I'll, I'll but tell it you about it too. Doesn't look right. Exactly. Like so. Basically, long story. If you think about it at home, audiences, you can put, you can set up this keypad, and you'd have to know where the keypad is. They're saying this is like a next level of security where, you know, oh, what's the security code? It's one two three four. Okay, you have to know where to put the one two three four in. On the door, because it could be anywhere. There would be no indicators <laughs> either. Like, you, if you press a button, there's no lights, there's no vibration to indicate that you've pressed the button. So you just have to kind of know where well, the buttons are. Well, that's kind of where I started getting into the, some of the nuts and bolts of this, too. It's like, uh-huh. well, how are you going to know if you press it right or wrong? And um, so for now, they even, like, they have an indicator to kind of show you if you're hitting the numbers. So okay. I guess the presence of that thing would show there's an invisible thing somewhere. So that's why I was still laughing. Like, well, if someone was smart enough, they'd see, oh, there's an invisible keypad. I guess it'd still be hard to do it. But um, You'd have to, like, Wi-Fi to some app on your phone or something and know that you're pressing the buttons or... I'm going to show you the video now just so you guys get it. Because I want us all to talk about it because everything here is techno jargon. But if we just talk about it more, it'll be a fun conversation. So we just watched that video, but I'm going to tell you more about this transparent keypad. But basically what I liked about it is right away I thought about Harry Potter. Okay. That's what I thought about. Like Diagon Alley is supposed to hit different like bricks or something to open the oh. door. So the bricks could be this uh, material, which basically is a transparent, looks like a transparent sticker you put on something and you have to have a power source. And through their process of putting like, they put ink in it and circuits and stuff in there and then they irradiate it to make it all go invisible. And if you know where the keypad is, you can put the code in, or in this case, the Diagon Alley thing. You can hit the right sequence of bricks, and then it'll just open the door. It's I, I love the idea. It's flawed, though. So far, I hate to play yeah. devil's advocate on this no, one because it's an please awesome do. one. Um, the, the material they used is glossy in nature. And so when you have to put it on something glossy the video we just watched showed that they put it on a uh door hinge exactly which is made of metal and naturally glossy so they put it on that they fitted it to that so you know you're still encumbered by your environment yeah Yeah. you can't put it on a brick yeah right because it's too you'll just see yeah but i love it i love the idea especially like i didn't see any wires coming from it i didn't i didn't 
I couldn't figure that part out either, actually, because it, it, it said it had a power source. You need a power source as long as there's a power source. I'm like, I don't see what's getting plugged in there. So that's they, where the part I didn't really quite understand about this article. But it was just so cool seeing the invisible keypad. And even then, because as you saw, like it had a number readout. So even though it's a keypad, whatever, it's like one more layer of security. It's like, oh, you don't know where it is. And, but I guess you're right. If it's a sticker on the fridge, you'd be like, look at the light. And be like, oh, I guess it's right there. But even then, yeah. you, don't, you don't know the code, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's great. Uh, and you and I have reported on stories in the past where they're printing all sorts of uh, electrical pathways on clothes, on people. You know, with You can do it with a pin you can hold in your hand and you can draw pathways on a piece of paper and... Mm-hmm. You know, make an LED light up by connecting a battery on the other side. Like, there's all sorts of that stuff. So, it's like I, fabric ones too. I mean, I used yeah. to, there was like a topic about a tablecloth I was looking into that you could put like an apple on it and on the computer, be like, Apple. I'm like, who <laughs> fucking cares? But yeah. it was like, it was so weird. It's like, we have a tablecloth now. They got to identify things that are on the tablecloth. Pen. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, what is that going to do for your life? Like, oh, like beer. There. Oh. Good, thank you, computer. Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering where I got that. Uh, no, so I think uh, the next evolution of that would be to clean up the wire situation and integrate some sort of printed uh, circuit pathway, another sticker mm-hmm. that would accompany this, and you could, you know, I don't know, cut it up and this reshape is just the it first step too. Getting like yeah, all our exactly. technology the, once they make it even better. Or the head can... unit needed some work too. It looked like it was dated with like the digits and everything. Oh <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm like, the re- it could have made it more streamlined. I don't like, like the number more readout, low pro. That just gives it away. It feels like I th- I would love to have it like you're saying <laughs> with the Diagon Alley, which is no readout. You just walk up and you know you do your fifth element thing. And you're I mean, there. I love the screws. I like how it was on the hinge. You just hit the right sequence of screws. I thought that was an ingenious way to throw it out. And they kept pushing the doorknob as if. But then now that I think I about it, doesn't the hinge move when you open the door? They probably just did like a thin strip. On no, it. Oh, so gotcha. no, no. There's a part of the hinge that is still attached to the door jam. That That's where they stationary. Put it. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly. Okay. Um, I just want to think of like ways to use it. This technology already because once you start. We have to combine it. We talk about all these future technologies. Like right now, I can think about Jetpack Man. Maybe he'd use this like invisible keypad, like for security. Ooh, love it! You know, <laughs> he has all the high tech stuff. I like that a lot, actually. I'm wondering about your TV. Can you just coat your TV in this material, and then ah. instead of the buttons being on the physical part, you just walk up and like just tap it, hmm. tap some buttons. Maybe on your windshield. Ooh, there you go. Now you're yeah. thinking. So you can, oh, I don't know. Why remember those you old? That. Well, remember those old um, uh, number pads that they had on cars at one point above the handle. You'd, yeah. you'd punch in your code. Like this could now be on the window. Oh, or a secret place wherever you want. It's yeah. almost like you, it's like a key card. Mm. If you miss, like a spare key, almost. Ah, your whole backup. window is electrified at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. That'd probably <laughs> just be hacked in two seconds people are like uv lights and find the code like yeah, oh, tear the sticker off hurry see your fingerprints download on the it. sticker yeah, get it we have a sticker prints too dna spit on it this is where all the smudges are yeah, the just follow okay. the smudges. Exactly. Uh, Fuck. all right i have a story here that uh blew me away and i love it and i think everybody's gonna love it too i want to set the scene for you though okay so here we go it's 1863 i'm out i hate that year i'm out Okay. <laughs> the middle of the Civil War. Tensions are high. A shipment of Union gold is on its way to the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. Via train. Just 
and then it goes missing. And nobody knows where or what happened to it. A train of gold went missing. The Union whole gold. train went missing? The, the gold. The gold went okay, missing. Okay, just the gold. So the train showed up on time? I don't time. know if the train showed up on time or derailed. I, I don't know that much. Actually, I love that the trains disappeared, too. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, that's way like, more yeah. mysterious. 100 and some odd years later, Ooh. the Paradas or Pardas? I don't know. I might have fucked that up. Two guys that Two co-own dudes. a treasury, a treasure hunting outfit called Finders Keepers. They've spent years looking for this supposed treasure because, you know, they kind of mapped it out. Like the railroad's here. It was lost around here. So it must be somewhere close. Oh, it wasn't like robbed. It just, it just was lost. Like it just fell off the train, like the truck. If it was robbed, the gold was probably melted down from its other form into something else and then laundered, essentially. Uh, and well, maybe that is that maybe that is the Occam's razor situation. Yeah. But uh, the popular treasure hunting theory is that it's somewhere else and buried and hidden by people who weren't able to uh, use it, make off with it. Oh, exactly, they weren't so able heavy. to fence it. Essentially, it's just so heavy. Had to get all that Horse, gold, yeah, on horses. They just filled their horses and left the rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so these two guys, they come across a location they suspect is the treasure. Okay. And they run several tests, tons of tests on it because they, you know, they want to be sure. Yeah. They want to be sure that whatever they found under the ground, this mass is gold. And they, they take their findings and they're like, okay. So they go to the FBI. Oh, that's your first mistake. <laughs> Police department, I found this wallet with five grand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. So they go they go to the Stupid FBI ass. in twenty eighteen. the story again. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna yeah. Okay. So uh it's gonna get good. The, like problem, the place is called Finders Keepers, right? Like yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. So um the product's evidence suggested that the metallic mass resembling five to seven tons of gold. Five to oh seven tons. Of gold, they suspect. Well, they yeah, based on the composition of their readings, there couldn't have been that much on the train, right? It reads. Well, the gold rush was insane. Like back when they figured out gold was like they were finding on the ground. Can the train move fifty? How much? How many tons? <laughs> Five to seven tons. I, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of weight, though. Yeah, I, I know all about trains. <laughs> um, two weeks later, the FBI investigated, immediately dug a giant hole in the ground. And said they didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Crash spaceship. Right? Crash so, spaceship. So ultimately, the, the Paradas were uh, skeptical and sued for information. Can't they just go back to that spot and see what happened? Well, there's oh, nothing there. It's just it dirt. Out. Either there was nothing there. How they big? Found oh, it. Like, like all ton of, is it's it a giant, like... They said there was a giant hole. And uh, it's funny because they. And obviously, they didn't detect any metal anymore. Oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they witnessed, or excuse me, they interviewed uh, neighbors and witnesses of the dig. And they said that the FBI dug all night and several convoys of armored trucks mm. left that particular spot. To came and, and fro. Came and, <laughs> wow. Exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so fast forward to now, uh, and the government work, you know, moves slow. Oh, wait, I think you said it wrong. The government? The government. Yeah. yeah the government. <laughs> <laughs> they work slow, um, but there were documents that received, that were 
you know, uncover a receipt. <laughs> that were essentially like this is where we think it was, or I, I forget the quote, but ultimately it amounted to nothing, and it's what the FBI chose to release. You know, so it wasn't even the FBI they called. It, oh man, you think so? Mm-hmm. I think. Like the guy on the other phone's like some dude, like, oh what? All right, I'll, I'll get Pete and Steven on this, and then they and they just kept growing a little squad, and, and I mean. <laughs> Pete and Steve, and yeah, Pete and Steve, Pete and Steve, and Steve yeah, you know, there's, there's a Pete and Steve there. There's 60 to 80 cousins to uh, dig up this place. And then they're like, okay, yeah, bring a couple trucks, more trucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a lot. Uh, I think, why would the FBI give a shit about gold? You know? <laughs> like, I don't, why would they why care we, about gold? Oh, I don't know. I a think... lot of Band-Aids you can buy with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of Band-Aids. I have another theory. I think they were keeping Dracula safe. Hear me out. Maybe he started. <laughs> <I said spaceship. laughs> maybe he started the civil war. You know, he came over during oh, during the rush to conquer a new land and stuff. establish his Dracula kingdom. Civil Instead, war. maybe he started the civil war, and then the union was like, "Okay, we finally got him. We got to get him the fuck. You know, we got to lock him down." And this is where they chose to bury him all those years later. And then. Okay, you know, somebody discovered you. him, and the FBI dug up some ancient fucking parchment that was like, Bleh. Dracula. Bleh. Yeah. Stay away from my gold. Wait, no, there's no gold. It's me, only Dracula. So now he's probably being waterboarded in Guantanamo. What, in he's Guantanamo. immortal, too, so he's fucked. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'm still thinking alien spaceship, although I like the Civil War aspect, so it's going to be uh, an alien spaceship that the people in the Civil War shot down with cannons. And it, it was just too big, and it just buried itself, and they left it out there. And then yeah. the FBI had a f- so it doesn't tie into the train at all. Uh, the train's a cover story. Okay, because the FBI. I was uh, gonna say the interesting thing is, okay, let's say <laughs> let's say let's take out Rob. <laughs> how do you rob seven tons of gold? You can't. Yeah, and then how do On you horses. bury it? You can't. Yeah, so uh, it sounds like honestly, a crash, like it just derailed. Uh, but the train uh, uh, got maybe there. Was, right? Maybe it was the last one of the caboose. And the last one just like and just dumped tailed off, oh. and, and the chain little broke off, and would d- bam, and, the weight of and the then, gold buried itself. And people, when they found, and it was on the ground probably for a long time, but people found it like, oh, but they could only take so much, and it was like, oh, it's the secret money gold pile. Just you take what you need, but they don't never again. And then eventually, the mud, and the dirt, and the weather. So I think if I learned anything from this, Max, you're right. Like, never, never call the FBI no. unless it's like a live grenade from World War One. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say never. I mean, if you got, like, freaking Buffalo Bill floating out there next is your neighbor, yeah, you probably should call the FBI. No, no, no. Like, if you dig up... guys are so fucking dumb. Oh, my God. But, yeah, if you suspect there's a, a treasure trove of treasure, yes. just confirm it first, maybe, <laughs> before you call, people are going to take it Just from maybe you. get a cut for yourself I mean, first. <laughs> I mean, hey. I mean... The, I don't know. I mean, hey, if you find something, you should turn it into whoever you find it. But yeah, I don't know. that's what good people. Do. Good people. I yeah. I went to I'll several. Take, I'll take a handful. Like, give me one gold. <laughs> one. Yeah. Give me one. I went You're to several <laughs> websites <laughs> trying to determine what to do if I did find treasure. I was like, what do I do if I find treasure? And none of them said contact the FBI. And so I'm wondering why these guys did. Maybe no, because they had the resources. I feel like I've Maybe read they about were this. rich already. Yeah, I think. I don't know. <laughs> stupid like that. Well, if you find treasure, it, it, it belongs on whoever's land. It's like, on. okay, you said they were hunting for it for years. Yeah. So why would they just go all that way and then just give up? Well, by just giving it to someone they, else. That's so. Uh, I don't know. Nerds. 
<laughs> there's like, we find know. treasure and we're gonna it's find like it. They got to their fucking holy grail and then they were just like, all right. They did the nerd we, thing. We're not even gonna confirm that it's that what we're looking for. That's what I wonder. I wonder if if they've spent all their money on other digs that didn't pan out to be anything and they're just like we can't do it this time the fbi will cut us in well the worst part they're never wow. gonna have an answer now exactly. they n- they'll never know wow <laughs> that is a good story <laughs> yeah i love that story uh anything to do with treasure and the government taking it from you government <laughs> the government <laughs> god damn government um, oh wait, hold on. Let me fast forward to one of these. Here we go. Uh, I have a similar. Well, it's not similar at all, but still like a, a mo- <laughs> about money. So there you go. But um, this is a New York auction house. Ooh. They uh, they sold a 15th century Chinese bowl that someone bought for thirty five dollars at a yard sale, and it was auctioned oh, wow. for how much is going to be the little mini. This is game. like that one show. What's it called? Storage Wars? Antique uh, Roadshow? Antique Roadshow. Antique Roadshow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Antique Roadshow for sure. Like, I got this from my grandmother in the thing. It's like, well, you see this chip here? That means it's from Chip Chipperson, the, the best artist you've ever he seen. He signs it on the bottom. And you, you see this see. little fold here? This means it's a rare one. I'm like, it's all messed up. This so, is worth $5 okay, million. So, dollars. Yeah. Um, so basically, someone bought, uh, yeah, we don't know who it was because okay. he wants to remain anonymous for a good reason. Uh, but he's just like, he bought it at a yard sale for $35. And it auctioned for how much is the question okay. to you guys? And it's a 15th century Chinese 15th bowl? 15th century Chinese bowl. Hmm. Damn. 15th century Chinese bowl. Can we tell what was smoked in it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, it's a bowl of opium, it says. <laughs> yes. Okay, that makes sense. It looks like a bowl. Oh. Like you put like some soup in it. I'm sure it's like a soup bowl. It's got to be worth at least $36. I know that. That's for this guy fucks. He gets it. Uh, I'm gonna say it sold because it's newsworthy. I'm gonna say thirty-five thousand. Thirty-five thousand for this thirty-five dollar bowl. There you go. Locked. One hundred thousand dollars. Pesos. Boo. Okay, <laughs> we guys are woefully under. Ooh. Do you want to try again? One million dollars. Oh, you're stupid. <laughs> 3.5 million, Bob. Yeah, no. It was uh, 700,000, basically. Oh, 720,000. Wow. Jesus. For one okay. Yeah, 721,800 wow. for, for the 15th century bowl. Did it say who bought it? I want to know more about that person. Uh, we don't know anything about this guy. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I want to be anonymous there. I want but this this bowl would look good. In my they, uh, they expected it to sell for 500,000, but then through the auction and just it went up to that much, seven hundred twenty thousand, basically. So the selling price was nearly twenty nine thousand times the price that it was purchased for at that yard sale. Yeah, jeez, damn, oh. that's nothing but profit. That's awesome. That is. I wonder. So did he know what he had? The seller, who was not identified, told uh, the auction house that he bought the bowl at a New Haven yard sale in twenty twenty and sent photos to auction specialists to determine whether it was potentially a valuable antique. And the porcelain bowl we're talking about was identified as a lotus bowl from the court of the Yongle Emperor, who oh. ruled from 1403 until 1424. Sotheby's said only six other lotus bowls from the same period are known to still exist. Wow, that's what's actually so high. Here, I, can, I have a picture of the bowl I meant to show you guys. I just did. Oh, yeah. One of those uh, blue and white bowls. Very pretty. pretty much. I feel like you've seen this style so many times, so it's funny how like this one... Is worth a bajillion dollars versus I feel like I've eaten well, this at like Panda Express before. <laughs> well, for being hundreds of years old too, it's of in course. great condition. It looks great, yeah. Uh, 
That's very cool. It makes me wonder, this guy must be tapped in. Like, he's going to yard cells, and he's picking up these kind of objects and pimping them out. And he's probably yeah. made a decent chunk before, but, you know, nowhere near 700000 I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm sure you take losses here and there, but yeah. wow. Oh, when you got the knowledge, man. Because that looks like a normal kitchen bowl you can buy. At yeah, it doesn't like, I mean, it doesn't look like, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, it's the rare 15th century Lotus Bowl. Holy shit, there's only six of those. Like, oh. yeah, seven but, in the world or Yeah, shit? the key is to turn it over, and if it doesn't say world market on the bottom, then <laughs> I'm like, okay. Hmm. See this ancient, this is the mark of the 15th century guy, Ikea. Right. There's, uh, yeah. With the copyright sign. <laughs> what is that? What is that show? The American Pickers? Yes. Where they go through and kind of identify stuff like that, too. And it's all about, like, oh, you saw the. Well, that show's stamped this. Yeah, well, that show's kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, actually, I like that show, but like that show's kind of crazy, too. He's like, I bought this uh, oil pump for $500. I'm going to sell it for $3,000. <laughs> and it's like, well, I bought this uh, sticker here for 50 bucks. I'm going to sell it for $300. And that's what they say they're going to sell what it if for. You don't? And they just show it on the screen, like, cha ching. Like, I made money, but. It's just what they're going to sell it for eventually, when it eventually sells at this mysterious price, they assume it will. They don't ever show, like, the eBay, like, yeah, got it, 300 so that's just, every time that cha-ching goes on, it's always like, yeah. And taxes and all fees and all that shit, too. Do you think the, the people that are buying it, like, oh, you know, this, this Coca-Cola sign was featured on one episode, and they picked it up for $25, and now they're trying to sell it to me for 200 I think there's some wiggle room there. I for saw sure. you paid twenty five for that shit. <laughs> exactly. I'm not paying two hundred. Like, for sure. fuck off. I just <laughs> saw you do what you paid for this. Yeah, for Come sure. Come on, I don't want to. You're marking this up way too much. <laughs> I think there's something to that. Uh, any other things? Anything? Uh, other things you want to get to? Yeah. All right. We have a uh, very special episode coming up next week. By the way. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So the night we're recording this uh, is the night the Snyder Cut, Justice League, comes out. Which is, in case you don't know, a, a four-hour four movie. Four-hour movie. I know. Let's do that. I kind of want to do that, too. <laughs> four-hour four movie. movie. The Snyder Cut kept coming up. The tiny film was... <laughs> Not for the courage of the It kept going the on and on and on. It never fucking ended. <laughs> With two pain. hours, there's two hours left in this four-hour film. <laughs> four-hour film. <laughs> this movie is getting rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to be discussing that with the guys from Switch the Envelope podcast. They'll be yes. on to give us their opinions and whatnot. Good and, dudes. Yeah, for sure. We'll have a good time. And uh, see you then. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.